Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein and with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo isn't a tie the same thing as kissing your sister (laughs) and the amazing chris randazzo one of the things i'm most proud of as a parent is that i've never struck a child (laughs) oh you didn't take the all right we here on this week's episode (laughs) talk television and Every week, they come up with quotes, and I knew Chris was going to take that one. I just expected it to go a little longer. This week, we are talking Home Movies, Season 1, Episode 9, Life Through a Fisheye Lens. Chris, you picked this one. I sure did. Shocking. (laughs) Um, Why this one? Well, there's kind of a funny story about that. Um, Karen and I have been looking for houses recently, and one of the houses that we went to go look at, uh, I was commenting on the, uh, the the kitchen and how there was a bunch of counter space, and mm-hmm. that it would be really nice to finally have a toaster again. Okay. And my realtor and Karen were both saying, but well, we have a, to- a toaster oven, so why would we need a toaster? And my response was, it's a quality of life issue. <laughs> and... <laughs> And that is a quote from an episode of Home Movies, which I thought was this one when he was explaining why he wanted a fisheye lens. And then after watching said episode, it's not there. So I don't know which episode it's from now. I know it is Brendan who said it, but I don't know who he said it to and in what context, which just means that I'm going to have to do a full uh, Home Movies rewatch at some point because I need to track down this quote. No, I don't want the internet's help. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and use it as an excuse. To um, rewatch home movie. <clears throat> yes. Really, I, I love this show. Um, this was one of the first Adult Swim shows, and uh, it stuck around for a little while. Uh, it is the first show that they uh, this this creative team did since Dr. Katz. Uh, they later moved on to – some of them moved on to um, – Metalocalypse, but their obviously their biggest success is Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. So if you like Bob's Burgers and you've never watched this show, chances are you would like this show. Um, it was it was really interesting going back to season one on this though, because season one was when they were still doing that Squiggle Vision thing. Um, yeah, where the animation. Re- is, I didn't remember the animation. I didn't remember the animation being that bad. I mean, well, it's always been hideously drawn. Uh, I, I guess. It seems intentional, um, but the the whole squiggly line nature of it uh, goes away after season one. They just smoothed everything out. Okay, that's a, and they maybe. actually use that as a selling point. No longer <laughs> in Squiggle Vision. <laughs> this I can't remember if it was Cats or Home Movies, but I'm pretty sure it was Home Movies that I, I was first introduced to H. John Benjamin. To the the dulcet tones of H. John Benjamin. This was my first introduction to him. Um, I did watch both of those shows, but that voice, he doesn't really do anything. Is that his real voice? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. just what he Everything sounds like. Everything he does is, 
But there, damn it! Now I'm gonna forget what it was. But there was oh, he was on that Aziz Ansari show, yes. playing himself, <laughs> and it he didn't his voice didn't sound any different. Yeah, you can see him in uh the Wet Hot American Summer uh, show. Mm-hmm. He was himself before he turned into the can of beans. <laughs> Yes, he I was. love everything about that sentence. Uh, <laughs> Note that. But this was this was the first time I had ever heard him, uh, and then I heard him again on a uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force in the Moth Monster Man episode. Uh, All right, so I remember I have fonder memories of this show than what I actually experienced today. Mm-hmm. It was I. I don't know. Maybe it was because I was expecting. It's not. It, there's very little speed to it. It's very paced. And yes. Dare I say slow? I think that's. Um, I think it's very much a season one thing. I because I also remembered the show a bit more fondly than this. Like the jokes that hit were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime Coach McGurk is on screen, it's it's comedy gold. But. Uh, I remembered liking, like, I really, really liked this show, and I only mostly liked this episode, but I'm remembering other episodes. I feel like this is a show that really, really found its voice in its second season onward. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching uh, episodes from those seasons again, just because I, I want to know whether or not I'm crazy and I'm just, you know, remembering this more fondly than I actually should. Um, because I feel like I remember. The Thundercat Syndrome, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, there's there's a lot to like about it. Uh, I do like the characters in this show quite a bit. I love these voice actors. Um, I, I, another thing about H. John Benjamin is that he does the the one. He doesn't. He's not really doing a voice. It's just his voice is being altered. But he's also the voice of the kid Jason. Mm-hmm. No, it's mm-hmm. it's just his voice being all South Parked, you know. Yeah, what's funny is is that while you know this past weekend was the NCAA final game and uh-huh. the season finale or the midseason finale of of um, Walking Dead, and you know my social media was filled up with all of those posts, and I couldn't give less a sh- less of a shit about those because Netflix released season seven of Archer. This weekend, oh, nice. <laughs> so I I plowed through that one. I was like, eh, fuck the basketball. I don't give a shit. Which uh, which season is that? That is when they first become mm. private eyes. After they're drug dealers. No, oh, okay. They're no longer working for the CIA. So okay. I think we saw that season. I think it, so too. And it's if I'm not if it's in season eight now. I think they yeah, went. I think they so went too. in a war. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but H. John Benjamin is like every like his characters voice wise they're all the same and like his the way he presents those characters they're all different even though they sound exactly the same. Yeah, like Bob is very different from Coach McGurk is very different from Sterling Archer. Like they all are his voice, but they are very... And they're all very different from the can of beans. <laughs> yes, they are very different from the can of beans. They're just... they're. Yeah. He is a wonderfully versatile. The... I Maybe maybe this episode itself was a miss 
for me. I do like 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 you have very fond memories of this this episode. I don't remember. I didn't remember like they were not well off, like the, you know the the family, and like I, well, that was more like a a single episode plot. Like they weren't constantly poor. It was just like this is the episode of the sitcom where they're having money troubles, kind of a thing. You know, it's not really brought up. <laughs> too often <laughs> but the, that that plot brought up what i liked best about the episode which was the relationship between paula and brandon yeah i i don't know how to describe it i like i can't say it was realistic because uh, you know i don't think that there are really kids and parents that interact like that but it was very natural yeah and uh that i feel like the the characterization of Brendan and the characterization of Paula were both very realistic. And the interaction between them was natural, if not realistic, if that makes any sense. It does. The voice actors in this show all have great chemistry with one another, um, which I always... I love it when you get to see the weird pairings. Like, there's an episode early on where uh, Coach McGurk goes on a date with Brendan's mom... And like that's one of the few instances where you actually get those two voice actors together, and it's it's fantastically <laughs> awkward. But all the all the like the entire cast, they really do work very well with one another. So there's always great chemistry between the characters, uh, which leads to some really great dialogue. I man, just just thinking back to some other episodes, like the one where Coach McGurk has insomnia is probably like that's probably the one I would have picked if uh, I wasn't trying to find that specific quote. <laughs> Which I have now found, by the way. I won't tell you what it is, but I know where it is. Yeah, you, All right, you'll, cool. You'll be right there beside him when he, he comes upon that episode. <laughs> the uh, the speed in which is that, that the, 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 the story goes by, it wasn't each of the, the tempos of, because there's, you know, multiple storylines throughout this episode, the, the the lack of money, the soccer game, him trying to get jobs, which him trying to get jobs was hysterical. Yeah, you know, and obviously the the love of the fisheye lens, which I just find hilarious. <laughs> the overall fisheye, and when uh, is it Jason, the one who's when he looks through it, it's backwards, <laughs> and he's like, I don't get it. I, I, don't, I, I just don't, don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I, not for nothing, I'm watching it. I uh, must have been on Hulu, but like when. I had to stop and, and rewind and turn the volume up incredibly loud to hear <laughs> what that child was saying. Yeah, Jason does do a, a decent amount of mumbling. Uh, and there's a lot of really subtle, subtle, like, mumbled lines in this show. Like, I feel like I remember eventually getting more fast-paced, like, really just, just tighter. So that chemistry was all still there, but the animation cleans up. And the show in general kind of tightens up because mm-hmm. uh, that's all it needs is just a, a small bit of tightening, and you've got yourself, you know, why I like this show so much. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'm not crazy, and it does actually get there because I mean, I really I remember this show incredibly fondly. It was it was very different from the other stuff on Adult Swim when it pre- when you know when Adult Swim premiered, which was you know Space Ghost Coast to Coast and stuff like Aqua Teen Hunger Force and mm-hmm. C Lab Twenty Twenty One, which I look back on those shows incredibly fondly, and some of the earlier stuff I still find hilarious. But uh, some uh, the, of the, the weirdest home... shows ever. Oh yeah, yeah, some of the weirdest shows ever, without a doubt. Especially like 
after like after the heyday of Aqua Teen, I guess, like things just kept getting weirder and weirder on there. Like once once Tim and Eric got involved oh, with the, the Tim and Eric show and never ever did I enjoy it, a single episode of that. I never liked that show. It just I don't so just kept getting so weird. <laughs> yeah, it just kept getting weirder and weirder from there. Um it almost feels like Adult Swim is sort of a spiritual successor to Liquid Television in that, you know, it was all kinds of, like, animation experiments, and there were some really big hits that came out of it, and then there was some weird-ass garbage. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, uh, Adult Swim was, uh, it was part of, you know, they were doing reruns of Family Guy, you know, before it came back. Mm-hmm. And they were part of why that show got the you know, regained so much popularity that and it being released on dvd they uh they aired seasons of like quickly canceled network shows like mission hill and the oblongs which mission hill i loved oblongs i didn't care for um, was mission hill the one with the cake song yes, yes. <laughs> thanks with the the awesome awesome like completely re-recorded rendition of italian leather sofa which is a great song by cake and that theme song is amazing and that show is pretty good, it's too. It's funny how she says, is that the one with the cake song? And I immediately try to think of songs about cake. Didn't really think <laughs> about the band. But speaking he, of theme songs, I love this show's theme song. Yeah. And, and it was, I, you know you know how I try to cut in at least a portion of the theme song at the very beginning of the, the show? Yeah. It was a pain for me to find because there are a lot of home theme songs. Like there was like at mm. least six when I first Googled it to to see, because I didn't recall if there was actually a theme song. I think it, I thought it just cut right in to the show, and when I I found it, it is actually pretty good. It's like entertaining, yeah. well done. And the 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 fourth season DVD set actually came with a soundtrack CD, because really? there was a lot more musical numbers towards the end of the show because Brendan befriended this like local musician guy who occasionally helped out with his movies and there was some like there's a whole they he did a whole musical movie about Franz Kafka uh, oh my god and another one about <laughs> forgot uh, about that Louis Louis which was uh Louis Pasteur meeting Louis Anderson was it no not Louis Anderson uh so it was Louis Pasteur and Louis Armstrong, I think, meeting each other. It's a whole musical about those two going on time traveling adventures or something. <laughs> I'm looking forward to going back to that one. But there was a lot more music uh, later. So the the I never got season four on on DVD. I always wanted to, and it just kept slipping through the cracks. I almost bought it so many times, and I need to get my hands on it somehow for my my eventual rewatch because I just have seasons one through three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think four is available on Hulu, so you can watch it there. Hmm. Um, Better than nothing, I suppose. This is true. I'm sure there's a way for you to acquire it. Hmm. I'm sure by some sort of means <laughs> I will be able to watch the, the the rest of home movies. But look, I I, I love this episode. I lo- I mean I I. Re- I understand that it's not. Sorry, I'm mumbling and repeating myself a lot because I'm unfathomably tired. But I do recognize that it is not as quite as good as I remember it. But I feel like the show eventually becomes as good as I remember it. So, if you are a fan of Bob's Burgers, which there are a lot of Bob's Burgers fans out now, mm-hmm. it's it is a very popular show. 
uh, do yourself a favor and go back and try this uh, because it's it's got a lot of the same flavor and it is a lot of fun. It truly is, and and it's it's weird because we have a tendency to remember things fondly, and then when that dream is shattered, like you just you give up on it, like you say, no, all right, I'm not. Even though I did not enjoy this particular episode as much as I expected to, I will end up rewatching. The, the four seasons via via Hulu. That's I mean, because you did enjoy it. I you did know? enjoy like when, it. You know, because you're watching it and you see all the potential there. Because you know, when those jokes hit, it is legitimately funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was like three or four like out loud laughs that got me. And <laughs> the bit when Paula offered to buy them ice cream and then like rescinded it and then went back and forth on that that just killed me. I'm like, that's the kind of mom I want to be. <laughs> It was the the shredding part for me that got me the most about the... Oh, my God. I've never... Your quote. (laughs) What is the exact wording of the rest of it? He say, I'm willing to... uh... I'm willing uh, no, to break that. I, I'm think. No wait. What? Did, what it's was just, your? Quote? I'm willing to be proud of something else. <laughs> yes. Today. I'm willing to be proud of something else. That's it. <laughs> All right. Very good, sir. Uh, yet another thing for me to rewatch. So. All right. Um, let's take a quick break. Uh, we got a bunch of news to cover. So uh, stay tuned. Legion wrapped up its mind-blowing first season last week, and X-Men fans are going nuts over it. But what does it all mean? Fear not, gentle reader. Trish Reyes gets deep into the season finale, breaking down its twists, turns, and the questions it leaves the audience while we wait for the second season. Catch up in Legion of Spoilers, Chapter 8, and be sure to look out for the Bodenist season wrap-up post coming next week. Dave and Jengis are back in an all-new episode of our Tabletop Gaming Podcast. First, our heroes live-stream their Modern Masters 2017 polls, which you can check out on Geekade's Facebook page. Then they discuss the new mechanics of psionics, sneak a peek into the yawning portal, and create more random NPCs to use in your adventures. They finish off their journey with a brief step out of genre to discuss the movie Logan, then spin that into a their review of Marvel's Legendary. Don't miss You Shall Not Pass Go, episode 14, Logan's Run. Disney recently had a huge success with the live-action remake of their animated classic Beauty and the Beast. If you've been on the fence about this adaptation, perhaps a little nervous-sighted, as my eight-year-old niece says, maybe you're looking for a little insight into how the new version compares to other iterations of the story. Our resident Disney geek, Dawn, has all the answers you seek in Loving and Hating Beauty and the Beast, located in the Think Tank. Dan returns once again to pair a New Jersey craft beer with a classic video game. This time, he finds a simple, delicious stout that goes perfectly with the Mega Man game that gets back to basics. Which beer is this, and what game does it pair best with? Find out in Bits and Brews 21, Carton Unjunked, and Mega Man 9. Oh, wait. I just gave it away, didn't I? Damn it, I always do that. Oh, I'll read it anyway. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Senor Chris. Hey, hey, that was racist. Why was it racist? I don't know. I said Senor Chris in my Hispanic accent. That I naturally have. <laughs> as, 
Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, Chris, it's time. It's time for what, Evan? It is time for the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. You thought oh, I was going to mess that up. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. And I'm glad that it's an episode I get to talk about because I friggin' loved this episode. I loved it so, so much. All right, then. Whenever you are ready, sir. And start. All right, so what they um, Goku is going around looking for people to be in the, the crazy Battle Royale tournament, and so he goes to try to get Krillin and Android 18 to be involved in the tournament, and at first, 18's all like, no, no, Krillin shouldn't be in this tournament because he's like, you know, he's nowhere near as strong as you guys, and he's like, no, no, it's gonna be Battle Royale, it's gonna be fine. And they also don't want to tell her that, like, if they lose the tournament, everything's gonna be, like, history's gonna be erased and everyone's gonna die. So they're kind of keeping that a secret, and Goku's, like, lying to her, and she's not buying it for a second. So Goku um, goes to do this, like, sparring thing with uh, Krillin, and actually, no, it's Gohan who does it, and Gohan fights against Krillin because Gohan doesn't think Krillin's gonna be strong enough, and Krillin actually winds up beating Gohan because of the rules of the tournament, and then Goku decides to go up against him because he thinks it's gonna be really fun, and he does a whole Super Saiyan Blue thing, and 18 comes in and saves him because it's Battle Royale, and Goku's like, this is the greatest idea ever, you're gonna be so great in this tournament, and Krillin was so awesome and bald and happy, and his daughter is adorable, and I love her to death, and I can't wait to see what happens next the end. Well done, sir. Right on the money. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And we are back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and the 60-second summary. Let's talk some news. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. First one's coming from uh, EW.com, and I think this is a phenomenal idea. Okay, I'm not really into these types of shows, but apparently um, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman are going to be judges on a reality-based show about handmade projects. Now, you know Offerman, like, he's like a, like a woodworker. Like, he's a... He's a like, yeah, he's a proper wood shop. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got skills. And I mean, he's basically... Ron Swanson in real life. <laughs> he is. That's the great part about his character. And I like her sense of humor. So I feel like this may be entertaining. It's going to cover handmade projects of all types. So, like, it's a really open field. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. Woodwork, quilting, knitting, scrapbooking. Scrapbooking? How do you judge competitive scrapbooking? I don't know, but... (laughs) (laughs) Cake decorating, metalwork, doll making, and general crafting. Full contact scrapbooking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't know what this is, but I like it. Yeah, I will. I will. Pro- this will probably be one of the reality shows that I will check out to see just what happens because I really want Offerman himself. Like he's a relative. Like he's a nicer guy. He's not Ron Swanson. Like he's not. Yeah, he's not he's that dry. <laughs> and I want to see where he goes with this. So. Yeah. Good times. So it's going to be NBC. Doesn't look like there's any kind of premiere date set or anything, which is a bummer. But no, not not yet. Probably in the summer yeah. would be my guess. Sounds like a summer kind of thing. Um, and it, oddly, this next one that came from EW as well, EW.com, um, I was reading or looking at these pictures when you posted this, and you beat me, which was really annoying. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer reunion happened. 
like they all got together and had a photo shoot. And no, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't all get together because freaking Giles wasn't there. You can't say they all got he together wasn't? when fucking Giles wasn't there. I could have sworn I saw him in Do the group shot. you see him in the picture? I nope. thought I saw him in the group shot. Oh, my goodness. Nicholas Brennan's looking all, like, you know, not in jail, so that's good. Yeah. He he was the worst for wear in that group. Can't wait. He looks better than he did when I saw him at the convention. So Who is... I'm, I'm scrolling through. They're not saying, like, I'm... I'm uh, looking at the photos right now and I, isn't that does Giles have a beard there's a dude sideways in one of the photos that's Alexis Denisoff who played um, Wesley was his name oh mm. see when I was scrolling through those that's what I thought it was because it's you know I just did a quick scan through um, no there's just a picture of Tony Head like an actual portrait of him uh, it's like one of the last the- pictures the girl with the blue hair was oh. Allison Hannigan's girlfriend on the show, right? Yeah, Tara. I barely recognize her. I never liked her all that much. <laughs> well, you're wrong, but that's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's all right to be mistaken every once in a while. They're all looking pretty good, except for that, that one guy. It's kind of surprising how none of them have really Wait, which aged. one guy are you saying is the, not looking that good? The, the, the guy who's... Um, the best Xander? friend, Van, Vander, Xander, Xander. Xander. You know, first of all, he looks fine, and second of all, uh, I I follow Nicholas Brendan on Twitter. Uh, the guy's been through some shit. He's yeah, I was got gonna some say, issues. I, dude's been through a lot. I, I'd say, like, considering his life, and again, Karen and I saw him at a convention not that long ago, and we didn't even, a couple years. Yeah, ago. a couple years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, we like, didn't recognize him at least not from afar. Yeah, and now he looks a lot better now than he did a couple years ago. So. I, I'm what I, I didn't mean to infer that he looks bad. Everybody else looks. Dude, stop exactly trash talking Nicholas Brennan, man. The same. <laughs> As if none of them have aged. Um, I, it's cute pictures. Take a look. We'll, we'll you know we post the link. See what is uh the, if you do some further research and, and check this out. They have a cute little article elsewhere uh, on EW. Um, yeah, if you really want to get into it, buy Entertainment Weekly this week. They're going to have a whole thing in it. Yeah. Um, up next, BBC News. Yeah. Um, apparently, Doctor Who is getting an, getting an openly gay companion, which is great. I the what is okay? I've seen images of the the the, the companion, and then there's the bald dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who is that guy? That's Nardole. Okay, I, 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 that didn't answer your question at all, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was first seen in the Husbands of River Song, which was the Christmas episode, not this past year, but the year before. Um, okay. He I, showed up, and he was sort of. Uh, uh, I don't know. He was like one of those kind of one-off guy. episode companion type of people like he was very important to the story but he wasn't like the doctor's official companion okay but i think he is an official companion now because he was in this the christmas episode from a couple months ago that just passed and he's in the trailer for this season so i think he's joining the tardis crew which i like because if he is and also bill is 
uh, companion. That means we have like a TARDIS crew of more than two people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. we haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, not since Rory and Amy. The uh, and uh, even that that I don't know somehow that doesn't count because they were a couple. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I can see that. That is a point. The whole thing about like this openly gay companion thing just it, a lot of the wind is taken out of it by the fact that it I, I think it's kind of impossible to get a bit get any more progressive than captain jack like yeah she's gay like this dude would marry a banister if it was sexy enough <laughs> <laughs> captain jack would look at her and be like you inexperienced sexual caveman <laughs> uh it is interesting it's not her being gay as they say in this article is is it's not the defining characteristic of her character it's yeah. just something and it's it's good it's good to see more representation that's mm-hmm. exactly what i you know it's it's that's the point it's it's good um also while- i did see like the internet going wild thinking that like Oh my god, she's gay, and then if the doctor regenerates into a woman, then we can happily finally see a same-sex love story on Doctor Who, and I just ran screaming from the building. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yes. Doctor Who is not about a romantic relationship with the doctor. (laughs) I mean, it worked that one time with Rose, kind of, but I'm done. No more. Stop that. The doctor does not fall in love with humans. Just stop it. Um, okay. Sorry. Whilst we're talking about the doctor, I'm going to jump a couple of articles down and uh, cover the... I I got a little upset when I saw this because of my Christmas gift. And now it's ruined. It's fine. (laughs) No, it's it's not. It means that I don't have to get BritBox. (laughs) Ah, good point. BritBox is now... Or not now. I think it starts in... Oh, maybe it started now. It's, it is April. We're I in April now. I think it started to t- today, as a matter of fact, as we record. So by the time you hear this, it will already be available. They are they are streaming the humongous classic Doctor Who library. Um, the and apparently, which I thought was neat, that there there's um how many of them? Ninety seven. Hold on, reading, reading, reading. Ninety seven lost episodes. That they're going to um, add the audio for you to listen to, so that you you can at least hear it. Um, BritBox will be offering 550 episodes starting April 4th today. Da, da, da. The, the show ran from 1963 to 1989. I knew that off the top of my head, you guys. It is. That's a lot of. That's a lot of television. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, thanks to Evan, didn't need this service, but I am so glad it's available. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there have been, like, random, you know, piecemeal episodes of Classic Who available on various streaming services in the last couple of years, but nothing on this scale. If you wanted to get a full-scale sense of the show as a whole, it was just not possible to do unless... You had your VHS tapes from the 80s. like, right. Or you were willing to dish out top dollar for some DVD sets because like, they've been... I, is the, was there even a complete DVD set ever? 
not a complete one, but it got no. close. The the thing was is that they were releasing them similar to the way Mystery Science Theater does, exactly, except for no good reason. Yeah. They're just like, and here's this story, and then this story, and they they wouldn't be in any particular order. They'd just be like, we're going to collect a story from like 1972, and then we're going to collect another story from 1965, and then we're going to collect another one from the 80s, and like. They wouldn't do it in any order, and they weren't numbered in that kind of order. They were they were tough to piece together, and expensive. Mm-hmm. They were expensive. It was a lot for a few episodes. It was like you could buy a season of DVDs, or you could buy this one arc, like story right. arc, and yeah. And I know I go on and on about Doctor Who and like whatever. I'm a crazy Doctor Who fan, but like. This is an important chunk of TV history. It is. This really, is, is the longest running uh, sci-fi show in the history of anything. And I think people should be able to see it. Should it be able to have like easy access to it? And they will. Thanks to BritBox for six ninety nine a month. You get a lot of BBC television. Um, but as of right now, they do not have the new Doctor Who series. That's... Uh, still licensed by Amazon. Which is fine. Which, just go sign up available. for Prime. It's really good. You it's are going to love it. So it's worth just it. Just do it. All right. Uh, next up, Deadline. Now, this hopefully means something to you guys because I am way behind. But um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is, is showing us who Madame Hydra is. And, yes. And... Um, it's someone we already know, or a, a, an actress we already know. Yes, uh, mm. I think this is it. We're we're caught up on this. I think this is pretty interesting. It's the woman who's been playing uh, Ada. Okay. The the life model decoy oh. is going to be uh, Madame Hydra in the framework, which is the the matrix whatever matrixy thing that they have. So. Because uh, the last, where they left off the last episode that aired, at least that I think that we saw the last episode that aired, um, they were all, all their main characters were trapped inside the framework. And um, one of the things that we saw was that Hydra was occupying the Triskelion, which is no, no longer there. And like May was standing in the building looking out over everything like she was in charge with a big hydra patch on her shoulder so that's pretty cool interesting <laughs> it is actually and, it's, uh, it's it came back today the new episode oh okay there you go t- and the new episode is called what if like i love thank that. you marvel <laughs> thank you <laughs> i love that classic i, I caught a um a, like a little preview bit from it mm-hmm. uh earlier today uh it's you know Sky as Sky waking up in uh, the room with Ward and like her being all freaked out by him being there and whatnot. It was it was cool, man. I'm really jazzed about this. This season is, of Shield has been great, and I'm pretty jazzed to get back into seeing where it goes from here because this whole weirdo Hydra storyline, as long as it doesn't overstay its welcome, because you know alternate reality stuff can drag on a bit long mm-hmm. but there's not a ton of this season yeah, exactly. left anyway so it can't really drag on at least it shouldn't unless they're going to drag this into another season which i don't think they can or should but i'm, I'm just just to watch it cuckoo um next up from deadline 
Adventure Time Elements. Apparently, they're making a new Adventure Time miniseries called Elements. Now, I am not an Adventure Time fan. I was actually kind of surprised while reading this article about how many awards it has won mm-hmm. or been, you know, uh, recommended nominated, to, nominated for. for. Thank you. Um, it's a Fortnite special starting April 24th, and it's running the straight four days. Um, I, I don't know any of these. I don't know what the orb is. I honest to god if you held a gun to my head i couldn't tell you which one was finn and which one was jake um i think finn's the human okay i think i also have never gotten into this show no matter how many times people have said oh you need to watch adventure time they do video game references like like i watched it once or twice and it just didn't click with me it's not a terrible show but there's it's just not for me um wow it won six emmys it's it got nominated to be really good times. at what it does. Wow, easy crazy. I don't know, man. All right, well, there's a, a, a four episode miniseries coming up. Check it out, the Cartoon Network. Speaking of cartoons, see that Chris right there is a segue. That's just just so you are aware. Mm. Mm. <laughs> just delightful. <laughs> now uh, it is April fourth. We just went through the stupidest holiday ever. Um, April Fool's Day. Sometimes we get some really cool stuff. Sometimes we get some not-so-cool stuff. This year, I think we ended up on the cooler side of things. Because, I think so, too. Because uh, Adult Swim dr- dropped the, the first episode of this season of Rick and Morty. The oft-delayed <laughs> the oft- season three. And they ran it all day, right? I think so. I, th- I think that was the the, the get. So, the season three premiered on April. Oh, it was Day. broadcast every half hour until midnight on Adult Swim. <laughs> See, like that's just kind of cool. <laughs> um, now, what I don't know, and by reading this article, I didn't get it. Didn't clear it up for me. That that's it. There's only the one episode, right? Mm-hmm. Season three is not rolling yet. Don't think so. Okay. I mean, it's probably coming soon, but they did a couple of they released a couple of promos and for upcoming episodes and stuff. There are some weird, weird things there. <laughs> we'll have links into the show notes for those really weird promos. Um, all right. Let's 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 jump to the next topic. This the hell's a go ninety? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what that is. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. Um, it's. Seems all right. From what I understand, it's a Verizon wireless app that you you could get free. Uh, I want to say data free watching of shows, uh, but you're paying for the app. I think not a hundred percent. I just read this article approximately an hour and forty minutes ago, and all I, I it's weird that they got these these particular shows um go 90 is going to be releasing full seasons or full shows of veronica mars terminator the sarah terminator the sarah connor chronicles almost human babylon 5 believe stalker like fringe it's weird (laughs) 
I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, is it? Are all of those '90s shows? Nope. Okay, didn't think so. I don't know. In fact, um, <laughs> they're all Warner Brothers TV shows. That's it. All right. But Babylon Five is the only one that ran in the '90s. Okay. So almost human. I said that. It's it's weird. I mean, I basically clicked up this article because Veronica Mars. Right. Like. Yes. Veronica yeah, Mars is back on streaming, you guys. I wanted to watch this before the movie came out, and it just stopped being an option. Like, right when I was getting ready to start watching it, it was like, nope, no, not on Netflix anymore. Not on nothing anymore. GFY. Um, iOS, Android. I wonder if it does. Usually they'll say Apple TV. Because you know you can get the apps on the new yeah. Apple TV. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be available. Interesting. Hmm. I'll have to do some further research but for your wireless devices go 90 check out those shows and i'm sure much more because that's really not enough to you know run a full streaming site um okay (laughs) seeing as we were talking about classic cartoons today um and classic is air quoted right there daria now i remember this show and i think i remember it fondly but uh, Entertainment Weekly released a current reimagining of the characters and some little backstories. Apparently, it's like it's twenty years old. Trying, I don't know if they are actually talking about doing something with this. But if you've watched this show, everything that they've updated makes a hundred and ten percent sense. No problems. Yeah, whatsoever. I just thought it was cute. It is um, cute. <laughs> I think I I read recently just people celebrating the 20th anniversary of Daria and you know speculating about what they thought Daria might be up to, and then a couple weeks later this thing just pops up like the who was it the creator of the show mm-hmm. drew this drew this little just little uh, sketches of all the characters with little. You know, updates about their lives. I just, I just you know, there's a lot of uh, things I threw in the news this week that I just thought were cute. So, <laughs> that's what happens when you give me power. <laughs> Speaking of cute, that is a Chris segue. Marvel and Netflix reveal the Defenders premiere date. <laughs> um, they, they did a new teaser trailer thing and it's the defenders in uh an elevator elevator and the security camera when it, when Jessica Jones realizes that the security camera is on she, when she knocks it out the timestamp says what it says and i think that is good enough for it's um 8:14 is that what it said 818 I'm trying to trying to look this up and every time I open up the Ooh. article a video starts playing and it's very loud <laughs> so 818 um, I was having a conversation earlier today with uh, a big fan of the show Jonathan and we were talking about Iron Fist and we came to the conclusion that the only thing Iron Fist Fist needed was some training and I, my, I actually stated I hope that 
he gets some martial arts training before the defenders and then later that day i find out that it's four months away don't think that's enough oh you mean the actor the actor yes so well, i mean it's not like they wrapped up filming iron fist when it premiered right but the, he's, it's it's still the timetable has to be that has to be close to that mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure they're wrapped up with filming now it's you know there's only so many so much time i don't know i was unfortunate i, I, I unfortunately i wasn't as pleased with iron fist as i was with the other ones and i really wanted them to get his shit together for the defenders mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes but it is i what guess it is. basically this means we have until august to finish watching iron fist whatever yeah. <laughs> seven episodes we have left or- <laughs> and i'm really digging it I'm, I'm really enjoying it but you know just other tv that's yeah currently live is airing and rather finish off the stuff as it's coming instead of letting it pile up you know or iron fist is it's know, there it showed up in a pile yeah yeah the pile had already started indeed um wow getting a lot of news from from ew this week uh <laughs> we spoke about this show on a previous episode and this this tickled me a little bit um invader zim is coming back for a tv movie uh, I'm so happy. Yeah, this is this is just fun. <laughs> this is just fun stuff. There's absolutely no reason for this, none whatsoever. This is fun. But you know what's friggin' weird about this? I didn't know that they were doing these other shows too. Like, and I could I could not possibly care less about Hey Arnold. But Rocco's Modern Life is getting a TV movie. Yes. When did that happen? I don't That's so know. awesome. <laughs> so we're getting Invaders Him and Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. There you go. That's good Way stuff. Way to go, Nickelodeon. Thanks. Good job, Nickelodeon. And the Zim movie has the original cast, voice cast. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Is Vasquez involved, too? I mean, I would hope so. I would imagine this wouldn't happen without his involvement, but... Uh, I'm ready to look at it. Horowitz, Ricky. <laughs> I don't see it. Hmm. Well, you know, whatever. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Go team. I mean, uh, and yeah, and I've seen a lot of people post this today, like, that they're excited about it. Uh, are, are people clamoring for a Rocco's Modern Life movie or a Hey Arnold movie? Is that a thing? I mean, there's definitely a lot, like, you know, I don't think there's people out there begging for new episodes of Rocco's Modern Life, but it definitely has a cult following. Um, I don't know about Hey Arnold. I think that's a little... Past my time. That's the, yeah, a little past our time. Yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled that there's going to be more Rocco. I loved that show. And the way that this article starts is apparently those other two came first. Mm-hmm. Like they announced an Arnold, then a Rocco, and then Invader Zim. It, I, it's good stuff. So, I, I mean, I've heard pl- good things about Hey Arnold. I, I've never actually watched it. Rocco's Modern Life, I, I loved that show. And... We've gushed about Invader Zim before, so it's not in this article, but somewhere I saw on somewhere on Facebook I saw a little like teaser video that was made to announce the Invader Zim movie. And it's oh just, yeah, I spotted that too. It's it's pretty cute. It's you know just quick short thing with uh, Gur and Zim. You don't even see them; you just hear their voices. But it's cool, fun stuff. Looks like it's going to be good. Cool. Um, Comedy Central is doing another Daily Show spinoff. Now, 
I didn't know who this gentleman was, but there is a video attached to it, to this article. Jordan Klepper. Oh, Jordan Klepper's fantastic. Oh my god, he is very funny. He is. He is very very funny. Very funny. He is. Um, he is definitely a. Uh, he is more like Stephen Colbert than. Um, than uh, Stephen Colbert. Than Trevor Noah is to John Stewart. John Stewart yeah. But um. He's a you know Jordan Klepper is a he's a funny dude. I've I really like his correspondent stuff on Daily Show. Um, so they're doing he's doing his. I'm trying to look for the name of it, but it's a, it's it's going to show up in the same spot that the Colbert Report was on, which is 11:30, which is now filled by at midnight, which will go back to midnight. Midnight. Being at midnight. <laughs> Being the title of, of the show. And I'm going to add another news article in here as well. Before that actually happens, the at midnight is going to go back to at midnight. And before this spinoff starts, they're doing another show called The President's Show. Is that what it's called? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, The President's wow. Show. And this is all tying in together to the Comedy Central news comedy block where, oh, never am I going to know. Anthony, do you guys know who this is? Atamanuki? The guy who's doing the Trump impersonation? Yes. I don't know, but man, it's impressive. He does a very good Donald Trump impersonation. Really, really, like freakishly good. Like the voice and everything. He doesn't look like him. No, and, but the if you close your eyes, it's creepy. That's like frightening. Um, so it's going to be like I'm going to go with uh, Adam Manuick. Adam Manuick. Okay, I think that sounds Anthony good. Adam Manuick. Um, he is a Donald Trump impersonator, and he is going to be doing like a late night show type thing as Donald Trump. You know, getting out his information, his news out directly to the people. So, I have a feeling good times will be had. Yeah, that's going to go over real well with the president. Yeah, She's, well, hey, you wanted the job, you, you got know, it. It was like on the inauguration day that Alec Baldwin declared comedy ar- that, that a comedy army would be going to war. So, <laughs> The horns are blowing, the troops are marching, here it comes. Um, yep. Never, never relent. No, no, don't, no. So, Comedy Central's getting back to get getting back to good. There was a there was a, a block there where it just started slowing up, but got a lot of good good news comedy coming from them soon. Um, uh... Okay, <laughs> not for nothing. I felt really stupid about this next post. What who put this? Karen? No, Chris. Okay, that was me. When I looked at this, I I didn't read it fast enough, or I I must have read it too fast, or whatever. I thought it was for Annie. Like Annie, oh. the red-headed... <laughs> Little orphan Orphan girl. Annie. Yeah. And most of this trailer led me to believe that this was a retelling of Annie in a new, darker way. Up until the very end when it said, sometimes you just gotta love Green Gables. And I went, fuck, this is Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, see, I had a similar experience. The whole time I'm watching and I'm like, Anne, is this Anne of Green Gables? God, I don't even remember what the fucking story of that was. Maybe I'm thinking of Pippi Longstocking. No, I don't know. Is it? And then they said it at the end. I was like, yes, it is. All right. 
So we'll post a link to the trailer for uh, a Netflix version of Anne of Green Gables, I guess. Yeah, it looks pretty it good. It looks cute. It does. Um, I, there's a lot of, I think, women's empowerment entertainment going on. And, you know, I obviously I'm a little more familiar with Anne of Green Gables being a girl. Um, <laughs> but there's a scene in the trailer where the, the one of the kids is teasing her in school and he yanks on her hair and she immediately stands up and smacks him in the face with a book and i'm like yes i'm watching this show (laughs) that got me right there you're hooked i'm in cool i mean it 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 was even i have very little experience with anne of green gables i just know the name um it does look it actually looks really good looks like it's really it's well done um so yeah i'll probably check that out all right. Apparently, <laughs> this is so sad. I, I like he, he doesn't he have enough shit to do. I, I mean, I like him in oh, all. We're not thinking about the same story, I, but uh, I, Chris Hardwick is now. Well, I don't know what you're what you're. He'll be hosting his thirtieth show. Yeah, Chris Hardwick is is hosting a science show on NBC, and he's calling it the Awesome Show, or they're calling it the Awesome Show. Who is that guy from the the America's Got Talent? No, not America's Got Talent. Um, Carson Daly? No. Is it? No, it's not Carson Daly. It's American Idol. Ryan Seacrest? Yes. Yes. He is like, I am inundated with Chris Hardwick on a on a daily basis. Time to slow down, brother man. Pace They're, yourself. They, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to joke on the Nerdist podcast about how he was he was getting confused for Seacrest all the time because of all the jobs he yeah. has. And you know, there is a mild and resemblance. Now it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of not funny anymore. <laughs> like, can, when does he sleep? I don't think he does. Like, I, I'm all for this show. I think there should be more things like science on TV. Like, yes. You know, it's the medium of the masses, and if there's no, like, if there's nothing intelligent on it, then there's no intelligence being, like, you know, communicated to the masses. But, so, I, I, I'm a fan, I'm in favor of this, I just don't know why it has to be him. But it, it, I think he's a good choice. Yes, it makes sense that it's him. <laughs> like, I know, it's, it's one of those, like... Boy, it's a shame Chris Hardwick's already busy. He would be great for this show. Oh, well, let's move on to the next one. And then Chris Hardwick pops out behind a plant in the corner and says, I'm not busy. <laughs> I got this. And they, and they asked him how he got there. He said, well, I just finished recording Talking Dead downstairs five minutes ago. I got 15 minutes in between this and uh, starting to record at midnight. So uh, oh, wait, let's do it. Wait. I got a podcast coming in. Um, give me four minutes. I'll be right back. Does a podcast, snorts some coke, comes back in, he's ready to go. Uh, it's I, I. How else is he staying conscious? He's uh, he doesn't. He's he's uh. He is open has substance abuse issues. He is openly he admitted. Oh, is he? Oh, okay, <laughs> so he's a cyborg. Is what no, you're saying? He is what they call a dry drunk. Okay, he has substituted his alcoholism with workaholism. He's actually openly admitted and talked about this. He yeah. has to keep himself going. And I feel that he is keeping himself going so much that he's going to explode from sheer yeah. motion. <laughs> no, he's not because he's a this. cyborg. 
in addition to all these shows that he's doing and the Nerdist podcast, which I think he still does. He I does. don't know. I don't have time to listen to podcasts like anymore. Like five a week. He is programming a music and comedy festival in L.A. this year. There you go. Like, dude. He also pulls Tavi, tows cars, and has a fresh pine scent. <laughs> Precious Roy, Precious Roy. Eventually, Trump's going to build a wall around him because he's taking all the jobs. Oh! All right, finally. Um, This is the one that makes me sad. Why? Did you read what the show is? It sounds awful. Okay. Well, sounds. I'm happy to see unbelievably awful. (laughs) I'm just happy that John C. McGintley is getting work. He has work. Does he? he has that crazy bounty hunter show. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, now he's going to have something else. Um, he's go- <laughs> I, I don't know. Stand Against Evil. That's the name of it. He's going to still be on Stand Against Evil. <laughs> and then he's going to do this CBS schlock fest. <laughs> so, okay. This sounds so <laughs> awful. Okay, so. A multi-camera buddy cop comedy from CBS Studios. It's called Brothered Up. Okay. I mean, if that is not, like, <laughs> translates directly to crap. Okay. Brothered Up centers on Calvin, I'm not going to say uh, Malco, an emotionally guarded African-American cop who is partnered with Farouk an emotionally unavailable Pakistani cop, and they are forced emotionally to... Emotionally f- available. Oh, emotionally available, excuse me, Pakistani cop. And they are forced to find a way to connect as they patrol a Detroit neighborhood. Now, you'd think that would be as crappy as it's going to get, but listen to how McGinley is being brutally underused. McGinley will play... McGinley no, will play <laughs> Commander Lee, who treats his officers with respect and dignity and always tries to ensure that the team is happy. Dr. Cox would no. beat the shit out of this guy. No. Come on, Sally. This seems like Ugh. not only is it going to be bad, but it's probably going to be in poor taste. Probably. Yes. And this is. And yeah, not that type of bad like... that wraps around all the way to good. No. Straight up bad. No. Yeah, no it's this is going to be like. wrap around to offending people. <laughs> it's a black guy and a Pakistani guy. Boy, CBS sure is diverse. Uh-huh. Watch The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I smell sitcom. Oh, God. Oh, certainly smells something. Alright, well, let's end it on that note Because now I'm sad <laughs> Now I'm sad Well, you know what won't make you sad that, Is getting in touch with us at mail at com, As well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page And the This Week's Episode page Find us on Instagram at Geekade Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels For all our latest video content Follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade Follow this show specifically at Twepcast Or find us individually on Twitter I myself am at Geekade Chris That's Geekade K-R-I-S Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com, where we try our best to post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. All right, it's my turn this week. Um, I, I we have never ever discussed this show before, but I want you guys to watch it. Um, my choice is Killjoys, season one, episode eight. The episode is titled "Come the Rain." 
It was a sci-fi channel show. Was this based off a comic? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to preface this with this is the closest thing I've seen to Firefly since Firefly has left. Oh, so you're setting the bar nice and low. I, 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 I no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so <I'm> sarcasm. <laughs> but I'm not setting it as high as you think. This, there's been a lot of things that have tried. This is this comes the closest out of those things that have tried. How's that? <laughs> well, season three is coming in 2017, so it's still cooking. Yeah, it's still cooking. Yeah, still no, cooking. this is not the Killjoys comic I was thinking about. I've heard of the Killjoys comic, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> So, uh, there you go. So, that's all I got, guys. We good? We're great. Sure. Awesome. Let's do it. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Get it yourselves. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.